0: Hey, I'm Brian Borchard and you're listening to The Interview Show.
1: Hey, how's it going? Oh,
2: good, there you
1: are. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I've got Brian Borchard from Holy Fuck, and he also does his own stuff. It's a double album uh, called Torches and the Word Colorado Demos. You decided to put these out for free, which was an interesting choice.
0: You know, I, it's, for me, again, like trying to do different things is trying to get something done. Um, you know, I'm not always sure. I'm not always sure what it is that I've finished, and 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 even for that, it's all the, that much harder to even finish it at all. So, you know, sitting around and writing songs is a lot of fun, but then going into a studio to record them is there's a, there's definitely a uh, sort of it only takes a bit of work and a bit of time to really finesse it to the point where you're really happy with it and that you're getting it done in a concise way and it's not taking like far too much time and distilling the creative process down to where you know, things stagnate a little bit over time, which is all, all of the that happened more or less to myself working in the studio, where I would just not have time to finish what I started and then not even really remember what it was I was trying, I was aiming for. And basically, Holy Fuck was becoming really busy, so it left me with all this unfinished kind of ideas. And, um, you know, I would come back to these ideas from time to time and then i would add to them or i'd add new ideas which is what i did when i went to ward colorado to to hang out and to sort of detox and chill out for a while um where i just kind of recorded a handful of demos and stuff i had been working on recently so over time i just amassed a whole pile of like songs and but i never really saw them fit for one concise release i wasn't really sure if it was current anymore at least not for myself you know, I knew they'd be new to people, you know, my friends and fans and people who hadn't heard, hadn't heard these songs. It'd be new to them. But I wasn't sure if it was exactly what I wanted to lead in and in a sort of champion them in such a way that these are, this is my new album and this, this represents where I am now. It didn't really feel the case. So I puzzled over what to do with them for a while. And as time went on, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I'd release them at all. I uh, ended up having all of the files that were on hard drives lost. In a cab, actually, as I was, took off with all my, all my belongings in the trunk. I'd been traveling, so I had everything with me, and um, that was kind of a eye-opening experience about what it is that loses creative endeavors. And uh, so, when they did come back to me through some lengthy process of, you know, calling the police (laughs) and all kinds of different things, I got this material back and. And that left me basically in a state of mind where I'm like, I, I, feel, I feel happy to have them in return, but at the same time I realized that I can't just sit them, on them forever. So that's why I decided to just put them out online for free. You know, it wasn't really about trying to make money or make money back. It was more like just trying to do something with them so that they existed outside of my imagination, you know, before maybe they would be gone forever. I'm Brian Borchard, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Um, And it's a a bit of an experiment. I think, you know, I I, I think a lot about where we're at for the music industry or if you want to call it the industry, or whatever it is. I mean, uh, it's sort of like there's a certain anxiety over um, our, you know, there's an anxiety about our creative property right now, because we're not exactly sure how we can um, sell it and make a career and make a living and, and there's a fear that people out there are going to feel it. But at the same time, not every it doesn't always have to be that way. There's also something very exciting happening right now where we have an opportunity to share our music with people. And, and above and beyond all the commerce involved, I think that's one of the reasons why everybody starts playing music in the first place. I think very few people pick up a guitar and learn to write and you know, they they find a new way to express themselves through music. I don't think the first thing they think is, "Oh, I'm going to make, i going to make it rich, or I'm going to sell this." It's more about how can I get people to hear. This. I I, uh, I will certainly keep selling music because you uh, know uh, I enjoy that as well. I think that's an exciting to sort of make an like artwork and spend money and hopefully make a bit of that back so you can do it again. And you know, I still think that's fun to try to you know keep creating and, and, and be able to afford to keep creating. But at the same time the idea of being able to give something away is really exciting as well.
1: You know, I was watching this um, interview with you with the National Post and they took you to a record store, a local record store in Toronto where you live, and you were sort of showing them the music that you liked, et cetera, et cetera. And now that you can just go to a website and download your music, it sort of gets rid of that once some would call a linchpin in the community. So I was wondering what your feelings on that were and what do you think is replacing that?
0: yeah well i mean what's what's replacing it I guess is something above and beyond me i'm not sure if I really fully understand understand it i mean if music is just the waveforms in the air <laughs> if you want to get really philosophical i mean there's they they travel freely you just need to be able to sort of like launch them somehow and and the internet will obviously do that and there's no stopping that it's just like it's like a, a leak in a, in a, in a you know, water jug and like that sound travels and that's what sound does and I'm excited about that that's great let's let's keep it traveling let's keep let's keep everything exciting and let's keep music happening um I guess I say it's a bit of beyond me is because that's that's just not what I'm not excited I'm not really excited about the internet <laughs> believe it or not I find it to be a bit of a dull expansive like work you know it, cool. You can do something cool on there, I'm sure. Like, I love the email. That's fun. It's also work. work. Um, for instance, right now, I'm, I'm putting together a DJ set for um, I've been going traveling around doing DJ, some DJing. It's kind of new to me. I'm not exactly sure. I've been collecting vinyl for years now. And I can't really fly all around with vinyl on me. It's heavy and it's cumbersome. And you show up at a venue and they don't have um, turntables. So I'm Actually, taking the time to dump down a lot of the vinyl tracks I want to play onto my computer and then, and then playing it off of my computer. <laughs> so, the obvious thing someone could tell me is like, well, you know, why don't you just download that stuff in the first place if, you're just, if it's just going to end up on your computer? It's kind of stupid. It's like, save yourself some money, save yourself some time and, and access a far greater database than what you have just in your own record collection. But at the same time, I still enjoy going to record stores. It's still a fun thing for me to go and pick up records and sample, like put them on uh, headphones and see what I like. And It's still fun for me to hear about music through word of mouth as opposed to just reading about it on a blog. I, you know, I find all of that to be incredibly dull. You know, I just, I don't have a lot of patience for my laptop. It's something I do throughout every day at, because I'm, I have to to keep connected and to keep on top of my schedule and to keep working. But there's still a lot of hobbies and creative interests that exist outside of that world, whether it's going to a record store or whether it's uh, walking with my headphones on or just going for a a hike in a park somewhere, you know? (laughs) So, so yeah, I think that, you know, I think... If record stores are gone and, and people stop buying music, I think it'd be a heartbreaker for people like myself who, who so enjoy contributing to that world. But I don't think we're in any great threat of that immediately right now.
3: Your eyes on strange. Swing from their sockets Your liver shriveled up And buried in your pocket Stomach lines Plastic bag, it's worn thin from all the useless garbage. That your hands keep shoving in the gaping mouth. sawdust The tongue is dead and dry Just a carcass plastic bag It's worn thin
0: From all the
3: useless garbage
0: Your hands keep shoving in Hey, I'm Brian Borchard and you're listening to The Interview Show.
1: With Holy Fuck, you've had a chance to adapt to, like, a huge surge in popularity, and you've sort of gone through that gamut, we'll call it. Now, you wrote these songs for Torches and the Ward Colorado Demos back... Torches was 2004, 2005, I read, and the Colorado Demos was 2006. So you wrote those songs before you went through that sort of gauntlet process of popularity. So now when you approach those songs live, or if you wanted to go back to those songs, how would that experience shape the way you look at those songs now?
0: Uh, Well, yeah, that's a good question, because I think that's you're kind of hitting on that whole idea of why I released them for free, that idea of, like... In just, just as far as I, I'm concerned, you know, I'm not represented by any by any one record label where people have any vested interest in seeing a profit come out of things. For me, it is truly a, just a personal expression. From and I have to, I have to go into something fully understanding what it is. And 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 with this, with torches and those songs, because uh, they did kind of come about over a process of three years, or for, or even more. Just and not worked on every day It kind of the opposite not worked on at all like gone in and did something on one day in 2004 and never hearing it again until 2009 you know so it's like five years would go by where something was left untouched like totally cobweb cobweb covered so so for that reason it's like you know it's it's kind of hard to understand what it is and you know, I, I don't play them live. So I, I played it that one day and never played it again. But, you know, there was a period of time probably where I played those songs live. I, I know a couple of them made it to the stage, but most of them just were being fleshed out in the demo process. And that's what you hear on that record is like a, a demo of some ideas. And, and um, so I, I really haven't gone back to them. And I think that's what one of the things I'm always trying to do. I'm always trying to find a way to keep current and, and, and be able to record in such a way that, you know, I'm not holding on to things. I'm not making things too precious, at least to myself. I'm able to sort of represent myself uh, in a concise way. And uh, for instance, Coyotes, the record I put out in 2000. Well, I put it out in 2008, but I really only spent three days working on it for the most more or less, and they were all very fresh songs. So that record kind of came out in a time frame that was quick, and it still, it still felt fresh to me, and that was really exciting.
1: But hold up, I, I was reading. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But I was reading that you did no, an no, east coast. Okay. You did. I was reading that you did an east coast tour with uh, the songs from Torches. Is that that's true, right? Hmm. So then you have played those songs after. Not really. No. Uh,
0: on the east coast tour, I wasn't playing any of the songs from Torches.
1: So. What really?
0: Um, I did probably about five years ago or so, but.
1: Oh okay, sorry. Maybe uh, your your press release was sort of misleading there. Okay, uh, it was interesting. So <laughs> then let me ask the I'll ask the question this way: um, If you were to go on stage and perform those songs, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that want to see you do that, how would you approach them now? Given that you wrote some of them five years ago, I mean, you must be a completely different person.
0: Um. Yeah. I. It's it, it, I don't think I'm really uh, deliberately trying to, you know, pen myself, like sum myself up in a song. So, I, you know, there, are, more than anything, if I'm, if for me personally, if I hear a song that I wrote five years ago, I think more about the place that wrote it, like the old apartment I lived or where I was, and 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 it's kind of a fun, neat little nostalgic thing. But it's not so much about an, like, it is an emotional standpoint, but I, I but it's still, it was vague then, and it's still vague now, at least to myself. So. So I don't think it I don't think it would age for me in a bad way. I think more than anything it, it, it's that I'm I like to write songs it's to the point where I've written a lot more since then. So it would be kind of hard to go back to to play live songs that I wrote 5 years ago when I when I wrote some yesterday that I'm really excited about. So I kind of want to keep this flow of creative energy happening in such a way, like I said earlier, really I don't want things to stagnate. And, uh, and so I want to be able to be, yeah, keep fluid with everything. And, and so, if you come see me live, you'll probably hear a lot of new songs and stuff that's not recorded. And, you know, I don't mean to, um, alienate people who have come expecting to hear certain things so far being that i'm at sort of a somewhat obscure level um i think the fans I do have are kind of excited to hear something new i haven't quite made it to like black eyed peas level yet (laughs) i I don't have to play like the hits no one's really begging for them and that's great because then i can play the new song and and that's that's more or less i'm probably going to approach music for the rest of my career just always trying to do something that's fresh to myself i think that energy translates if i'm really excited about it and i'm i'm moved by it i think that hopefully will move uh, the audience all that much uh, better
3: you're such a mystery don't change anything Don't reveal yourself I will find you In the clues
2: You leave behind
0: Don't change
2: Anything
1: Great. Well I really appreciate you taking time out to speak with me tonight. Before yeah, no problem. before we end the interview, I just wanted to ask you if you could crawl back into the memory banks and pick out one song on either Torches or the Colorado demos. Give me a little nugget about it and I'll play out to that song.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. It's kinda there's so many. <laughs> it's not that I'm not able to, to do this or it's just, it's just there's so many. Um I know that uh, the the first song I put on the record, uh, Crime Scenes for me was uh was one of the songs I, I liked it a lot at the time but it but thing something about laying it down as a full band with a lot of uh, spirit behind it, I felt that maybe it became a little bit yeah, a little bit too emo for me. <laughs> so I think it shows a progression from like where that one was and in the end I'm kinda like, uh you know, talking about falling apart and everything, and then you go to uh, something like uh, Preserver, which is how I how I started off of with Ward, the War Colorado demo. Uh, a couple of years later, it's a similar sentiment, but it is a definitely a different delivery between them. And for instance, uh, Preserver, it's it's sort of about that same sense of a, a loss of self you know, just that we get, you know, you wake up hungover for the 50,000th time or whatever, and you just, like, it's hard to not feel some self-deprecating kind of thing to, like, sort of question what the hell you're doing with yourself. And not that that's entirely what the songs are about, but, you know, something like that. And I think I was trying to hone in a little bit more on the true spirit of it, um, being of, and, and so it's one, it's sort of like one's very stripped down and the other one's very uh, energetic and lively, so. So I don't know if you if you wish to play both of those songs I think you'll hear some of the, some of the same emotion but delivered very differently.
2: to stay. Myself, I've waited for someone else to bring me back somehow to save me to save.